You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Our ministry is going to grow bigger, but our roots have to go deeper. One time we had a windstorm in Tri-Cities and as I was driving to church, I saw a little tree in the trailer park over here that was really bushy and really nice and beautiful, but it was flipped over. And the root system was, was about maybe one foot in. It was wide, but it wasn't deep. And therefore the tree started to grow bigger, larger, but because the roots never went deeper, a small storm and tipped over that tree like crazy. And for us to see what I'm declaring for right now and what I'm confessing, for some people maybe find that proud, find that offensive or anything. That's, that's your, your thing. But for us, this is God's height. This is God's potential for us. And all of these things, even now going into two services. I mean, for crying out loud, graduating from high school, getting your own license and getting your own job, paying your own taxes, getting a girlfriend, getting your own place, getting children or getting married, getting married first and then getting children, getting your own mortgage. What happens is anytime your life enlarges, your responsibilities get bigger, your relationship has to get deeper. The problem with us as people is that many times our responsibilities get bigger and our root system remains the same. And therefore a small trauma, a small disappointment, it tips us over. We go into depression, we go into alcohol, we go into other things. For some people is they glue themselves to Netflix. Others they just literally get addicted to eating. Some get addicted to this and that. Why? Because our root system supported us well when we lived with our parents in middle school. But now that we have our own kids, our roots can no longer sustain the weight or responsibility of adult life. And so I want to, I'm not going to preach today, I'm just doing an introduction. <laughs> For the roots to go deeper, personally, I found three habits that have helped me. For my roots to deepen as my branches expand. The first one is you have to fast if you want to last. Fasting allows you to last in whatever you start to do. Have you noticed many people start with a passion for Jesus and with time that passion dies out? The only way to increase the hunger spiritually is to put yourself through hunger physically. And I'm not talking about the hunger where you don't have the money to eat. That's, that's, that's not the same. I'm talking about the hunger where you choose not to eat so you can focus on spiritual things. For those of us who grew up in church or now are getting accustomed to church, it's possible to be so around the Christianity that you become numb to the beauty, the majesty and the awe of who God is. It's kind of like a person who work, works in a chocolate factory, starts hating chocolate because you see it all the time, you eat it all the time and after a while you become, you, you, you grow with distaste. I preached 39 times last year in this church and 59 times outside of our church, not including about 26 times in schools and in internships. I can tell you one thing, I can preach in my sleep and after a while you become numb. You like the person who's done it so many times, you preach it so many times, you've been hurt and disappointed by people and everything and it's just so easy to go through the motions and what helps me to reset my spiritual life so that I am as on fire for God today as I was when I was 16 years of age and I just discovered the Holy Spirit is fasting. 
If you want to last, you got to fast. So I challenge you this week it was so beautiful to see so many people of our church. We're starting this movement where once a month we take first three days of the month to fast. It resets something in your spirit. I've met people who've done it for the first time in their life this, this week. And they said, Vlad, it's so much easier than I thought. I didn't die. I feel so much better. My spiritual senses are sharper. People who thought that I'm gonna, they're gonna throw up blood the next day. They said everything was fine. I actually lost rolls that I've been trying to lose by working out. They said, they said it works magic because when you obey God, God will let you last if you fast. The second decision that practically I take is this is in order to overcome overwhelmness, I have to avoid overweightness. Now let's get sensitive. In order to overcome being overwhelmed, it's very practical, you have to avoid being overweight. When you are overweight physically, I'm not talking about some spiritual sense right now, it's very practical, physical. When you are overweight physically, what it does is it begins to affect your emotions. It begins to sap your energy, your physical energy and it begins to actually, even your physical body, the structure of your body is not wired. You may say it doesn't matter, I know who I am in Christ, you're 100% right. Your weight doesn't determine your worth but your body cannot handle extra weight because your knees start to suffer your back starts to suffer. Your back and your knees and the structure of your body doesn't get the point that, that who you are in Christ. It, 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 it feels the, the more weight and it begins to give in and after that goes in so many other things. For myself as a Christian, I'm just sharing something from my life and I want to share it with you so that you apply that also in your life. You are a soldier in the army of Christ, not a mall cop. Have you seen mall cops? And if you're here you're a mall cop, you're amazing. <laughs> I am referring to someone who's a mall cop from a movie that I saw, okay? I am not referencing to you, okay? Mall cops are not trained for warfare. They're trained to guide people to the restrooms in case there's something they call for the police. If you are in the military, there are people here today, you're in the military, you're sharp, you're fit, in the military, you're prepared for war. In the mall, you're prepared for fun. Many people, the reason why spiritually and even physically they're struggling is because they're physically not fit. That's one of the things and I know you may come to church today, you're like I came to hear about Jesus and you're talking to me about being fit because this affects other areas of your life. You have to be able to have less weight or just enough weight physically so that you can do what you need to do in life without pain. Imagine putting a trailer of a semi truck on your two-door Honda. How far are you gonna get? not very far. You will destroy the car. Anytime we carry extra weight, what it does is it begins to affect our spirituality and begins to affect our calling. We lose our energy and your biggest contribution to your family and to your marriage and to your society and to your work is your energy. It's not even your skills, it's your energy and you lose that energy. And therefore this is the year where we all have to take our health very seriously. I am not an expert in this, therefore I'm not going to talk about it anymore. My beautiful wife is going to come in in just a moment and she'll talk a little bit more about health. I struggle 
with weight. I do. After I got married, until my marriage, everything was fine. When I got married, things just shifted. I got corrected numerous times by my pastor saying, Vlad, you got a belly sticking out. You can't do that. You're a preacher. You're a soldier in the army of God. And the first time I heard that, I was offended because of like, you know, people should, we should look to, to Christ, not to our appearance and everything. But see, we're not just having Christ here. We're having each other here. And so, and I started to take my health seriously. I started to take a little bit more seriously. And then I started to realize that my eating habits were, were, were a whack. You know, I, I drink, didn't drink enough water. I, I didn't exercise. I ate more than I consumed, that I burned. And I started to realize that I was addicted to sugar. And, and all of these things, what they do is they begin to affect every area of your life. Amen. For those of you who are struggling with overweightness. Or struggling with you know getting rid of that that extra weight and stuff so this is not to hurt you or discourage you this is to motivate you that listen to overcome that you will be able to have energy and strength that you didn't have before this is God's will for this year for your life you may not be able to be like someone else but be the best you that God created you to be and the last tip for myself and that is focus more on education than entertainment Mm -hmm. the bible says i pray that you will prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers your soul goes bankrupt if you spend your free time on entertainment many times for christians entertainment is escapism from the pressure of life now there's nothing wrong with having little outlets in life where you enjoy yourself, where you relax. The problem is when the pressure is so strong that you actually create a coping mechanism and you glue yourself. Not because you like to watch action stuff, but it's because you just like to run from the reality. And though there's nothing wrong in itself to watch an action movie or go and watch a game or play a video game, there's nothing wrong with that. What it does is that if it takes your time from educating yourself by reading, listening on other things, that becomes devil's foothold in your life. If you still have time to read and to educate yourself, then that is good. Have some fun, go play golf and you know, watch some movies and do all this stuff. But if you don't have time, to read you don't have time to be on the reading plan and you complain that for the past 20 years as a Christian never read the Bible once but your Netflix history shows the two movies a day and bunch of TV shows that have 10 or 15 seasons you have plowed through like a faithful plower you got a problem amen I remember I met with the young teenage leaders and then I asked them how many times they read the Bible from beginning to end. And many of them, young people already, I'm like, you guys have kids, wives, or I mean, what, what, what's happening? Why you don't have time? They're like, we're so busy. And I asked them to do something that was so powerful. For those of you who have Android phones, I'm not sure if you have that feature. I said, open up your iPhones, open to settings. On the setting, there's this feature called battery. Click on the battery. And then it shows up with what did you spend your time on the phone in the past 24 hours? You click beside it a percentage and then you click another button beside it that says last seven days. And I asked them, could you show me? And I saw one person's two, three hours a day on Facebook. The other person's, you know, two hours a movie app. And I said, see, 
where your time went and the iPhone shows it to you. If you're not being educated and you're being entertained, your soul is bankrupt, very soon so will be your bank account. Very soon so will be everything you touch will be bankrupt. And the average CEO reads from four to six books a month. And the average person that works for CEO reads two books a year. Why? Because as employees we entertain ourselves. People who are wealthy, they educate themselves. And for those of you who finished high school and finished a degree, got a bachelor's or a master's, you, have, you will have the biggest challenge because you will feel like you're done with school. As long as you're breathing, you're in school. You got to constantly educate your soul, educate your mind. Don't live your life in 2018 entertaining yourself. Enlighten yourself. Can somebody say amen? You know, I look over my life, every, every season of my life where I was overwhelmed, I didn't take care of my health, I didn't live a life of fasting and I avoided learning. I avoided reading and so I really want to challenge you this year. New year, new you is not going to come because you get a new prophecy. You have more prophecies, you can save China with the amount of prophecies you got. But there will be no shift if you don't learn to read more, watch more sermons, read the Bible slowly but surely watch how many steps you take every day drink more water less sugar more Jesus the Bible does not say Jesus is a great coke or a great Pepsi he's a living water water my friends water drink water amen I'm very grateful because my wife she is the one that always helps me in the area of health I am, if I would be left to my own devices, I would eat cake for lunch, dinner, breakfast and during the night. I love sweet stuff and about two months ago we came from Massachusetts and I started to notice a fatigue. I started to take more naps than I should and I feel more tired and so she told me, gave me a prophetic word. She said, Vlad, until you cut off sugar, she said, you're just gonna get fat, discouraged and she said, you, you just, you just he said, like, I'm going to love you still. He said, but you are not going to love yourself. And something just happened. I've heard this statement from so many people, myself included, but something happened. Honestly, I believe Holy Spirit did something in my heart. I made a vow. That's it. I'm going to drink coffee. I'm not going to give up on coffee. <laughs> but I will drink coffee without any sweeteners. And, and ever since then, it's been now the time I started to see increase in energy. I started to see how, how I feel. I mean, my face a little bit shrunk and stuff so in the past two months. And, but most importantly, one discipline always leads to another one. I started to watch how I eat a little bit better. I started to be more consistent in, in fitness and in, in exercising. I started to become more consistent even with reading books and, and so many other things. You start with one decision where you discipline your flesh and it will lead to another decision and to another decision and to another decision. There's no magic here. There's no secret pill. Some of you are saying, well Vlad, it's easy for you. You come from that family. Yes, um, genes, they affect us. But honestly, excuses will never help us to progress in life. Period. Help me to welcome Lana. And she's going to share. Thank you, thank you. Well, we already heard a powerful sermon. <laughs> but I'm just going to do my thing anyways. 
It's good to see you all. Thank you so much for coming. My name is Lana, for those who don't know me. Uh, today, we're going to talk about something very practical, but it's as, as spiritual as it gets, our bodies, because God created our bodies. We have a special healing service this morning with communion, but I am sure that you can agree with me that health is better than healing. Because for us to be healthy means we don't have sickness. And we're going to focus this morning on, um, I'm going to focus my speech on, on health. And then we're still going to pray for healing today. Amen? And so, few, uh, four basic factors about our bodies. And I'm going to tell you why God thinks that our bodies are so important. First of all is God created our bodies. Do you agree with me? Are you? Are you? Yep. And now Jesus paid with his precious blood and he died on a cross to save our souls and our bodies. The Holy Spirit, he lives in our bodies. He chose to live inside of us. And at the end of the day, God will resurrect our mortal bodies after we die. And that's all scriptural. Now, what we do with our bodies will affect everything else that we do. It's gonna, uh, our physical health will affect our mental, emotional, financial, relational, and everything else that we do in our lives. And so let us go uh, to the scripture that actually Daniel 1, 12 to 15, uh, we're going to actually base the whole series that Pastor Vlad will be preaching on this scripture. And it's about Daniel. And this is what he um, says. He, thought, he presents his diet plan to the king of Nebuchadnezzar. He captured the Jerusalem and he asked his officials to find him a couple of, a few Hebrew boys that are very smart and from royal families. And this is what Daniel is telling to that guy. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating from the king's food. Then make uh, your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than uh, the young men who had been eating from the food assigned by, by the king. And that we, uh, many of us, we know the story of Daniel and how he was brilliant, brilliant guy. And he ended up serving uh, at the king's court. And this is the proof how diet shapes our destinies. It shapes where we're going to end up. Amen? And uh, let, let me tell you that Eve's diet brought calamity to the whole world. It had to do with what she was not supposed to eat. Now, Esau was robbed of his blessing because he gave away what he was supposed to eat. And now we know that Jesus was also tempted in the wilderness with food, but he did not blow that test. Amen. He did not eat what he was not supposed to. And I want to present four practical goals that we would like to keep this year. And I'm going to encourage every single person. It's so simple. And I know we've heard it so many times, but please don't check out. Write it down if you need to. Four simple goals. Number one, is drinking water. We all know that uh, most of our body is made out of water. And uh, we know that water is so important for the body. And this is the benefit. Here are uh, benefits of drinking water. It reverses fatigue, improves mood, treats headaches and migraines, helps in di digestion and con con 
constipation, uh, aids weight loss, uh, flushes out toxins, regulates body temperature, promotes healthy skin. And I'm gonna stop for a second, ladies. If you're buying expensive, expensive creams, and I know one lady told me that recently, but you are not drinking water, it's useless because your skin needs water before it needs an expensive cream. And then uh, prevents joint pains and arthritis and increases your metabolism. This is what water does to your body. Goal number two, healthy eating. We know that the Bible says that gluttony is sin. Overeating is sin actually. And we see the examples that Eve, Esau, Israel, Sodom and Gomorrah, they pretty much ate themselves out of the blessing. And Jesus was tempted with food, as I already said. And uh, here are some of the most unhealthy foods. It's uh, high sugary foods like cereals, high sugary cereals, and then uh, coffee or other sugary drinks, canned soups, margarine, sodas, processed lunch meats, frozen french fries. And let me tell you one story. I have a friend and she's here. She allowed me to share this story, but I'm not gonna mention her name. Uh, she lost 50 pounds in one year. One time she looked at herself and she's like, oh my God, what happened to me? She gained a lot of weight and she was not happy with that. And she decided to do something, but she didn't go all crazy like cold turkey on everything. She just made small steps and she saw a progress and she lost 50 pounds a year. And this is what she do, very simple. She started to watch what she ate less sugary stuff, less processed foods, and she started to commit about 10 minutes a day of walking and biking, okay? And that's all she did. And her body responded right away with that consistency throughout the year, and 50 pounds was gone. I was like, wow, I can't believe that. <laughs> it's so easy. Come on, let us put, put our hands together for that girl. <laughs> I'm so proud of her. Goal number three, active living. And here's the secret. Uh, many of us, we're so afraid, and me including, I am so afraid because I hate running. I, most of the exercises, I just can't stand them, okay? And I discovered the secret, is that you have to find something that you love and do it. Don't do what you don't like, unless like you really wanna be fit. We're talking about health right now. We're not talking about being, being a bodybuilder, okay? <laughs> and so find something that you love to do. It could be swimming, it could be exercising, it could be running, hiking, biking, it could be walking, anything. For example, I love to roll a blade. <laughs> and every single summer when it's warm, almost every single day, I go rollerblade. And I enjoy that. And I see how I feel after that. I, my mind feels sharper. I feel really good. I have energy. And it's just finding something that you like to do. And this, here are some benefits of exercising. Exercising, number one, gives energy. And let me tell you something. We cannot do anything with our bodies if we don't have energy, okay? We cannot take care of our family, like Pastor Vlad mentioned. We cannot properly work, function, think anything. And when you give energy, you actually receive energy back. It's not when you're just like doing nothing on a couch or sitting. No, it's when you give energy, you receive energy back. And this is important. Now. It boosts our brain power, melts away stress, controls weight, fights uh, off sicknesses, 
creates stronger heart, reduces aging, improves eyesight. And now that's only eight that I mentioned, but I'm sure there's a lot more than that. And now 10 minutes a day can make such a big difference in our lives. And it's so simple, it's not complicated, and we don't have to be afraid of that. Active living is very important. Number four, restorative sleep. The best sleep for your body is between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. This is where your body rejuvenates and restores itself the best. And um, lack of sleep will bring 27% higher risk of obesity, obesity uh, 48% of health diseases, five times higher risk of diabetes, 20% of accidents are due to lack of sleep. And of course, stress. Stress is the biggest thing because out of, if, you, if you're stressed out, if you don't have enough sleep and rest to your body, you're going to be stressed out and from stress comes sickness, any kind of sickness due to stress. Now, lasting change begins with committing our bodies to Christ. And this is what the Bible says in um, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because, all of he has, because of all that He has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind uh, He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. And I believe that our bodies belong to God. He created them. And we have to present our bodies as faithful stewards because He gave it to us and we have to take care of it. Our bodies are important as a living sacrifice to take care of our bodies this year. Amen? Are we going to start taking care of ourselves? Yep. You know, I... Today, we actually, as a society, we make similar mistake mistakes as um, Greek philosophers did thousands of years ago. For example, uh, Plato, Socrates, and uh, another guy, I forgot his name, they believe in du dualism, which included the idea that your mind is important, but your body is not. They devalued the body, and some of them even believe that the body is evil. And we know that this is completely against what the Bible teaches us because we know that God created our bodies and anything that God creates has a purpose. And so when we choose today a healthy living and taking care of our bodies, we actually are setting ourselves to fulfill the purpose that God has created us on this earth. Amen? Amen. And with this being said, I hope that you guys had a little bit of information and inspired and encouraged uh, to take care of our bodies this year and do those small little steps to take care of ourselves. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.